4: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world.
7: Here it is, winning time on I Want Your Flex. Week 17 of the National Football League is here. And I'm going to be honest, I, I, I'm in a little bit of Grinch mode, even though it's post-Christmas, Mike Harmon. okay. Yes, uh, not necessarily happy, and I'll tell you why in a second. But first, I'm going to tell you, get Mike on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan on Fox, trying to get you set for what is likely championship week in many leagues. I know some leagues go to week 18, some have combo uh, weeks. A lot of different variety out there, but Mike, If you're listening to a fantasy football podcast in Week 17, you are likely in the championship game.
6: Well, you either are championship mode or you like our pop culture and dad joke references, puns.
7: Yes. Perhaps something you and
6: I are, uh, well, we we aspire to be the greatest. I mean, if I'm going to be the greatest at anything in sports talk radio, it's going to be I weave 60 years of pop culture together like nobody's business. (laughs) You do puns and connecting dots of data points that I sometimes see you like a beautiful mind when Mm. we do these podcasts where there's stuff floating in the air and you're just trying to figure out how to get those things together. (laughs) Like, I I heard a a bit right before we're doing the podcast, you with Bucky Brooks and uh, you included our guy, Iowa Sam, who is nothing if not the guy who wants to be crowned the king of all Hawkeye fans. And you you did a game taking numbers uh, off of just results of the Orioles and – the Hawkeyes from this year, and it was fascinating, fun radio. Now Iowa Sam dragged it out like he was playing, you know, four corner uh, <laughs> basketball. To win. Yeah, four corner basketball, or he's grinding out clock at the end of a game <laughs> to extend possession. But it was just kind of funny, uh, you know. And that and that's you know the talent that that you you have that creativity and and hopefully uh, folks have enjoyed the run here because let's face it, week seventeen is messy.
7: It is. Is absolutely messy. I appreciate the kind of words, and it does help my mood. And I'm, I'm a little cranky because Tony Pollard didn't play Thursday night uh, for the yeah. Dallas Cowboys against the Titans. Derrick Henry didn't play in that game. Titans have bigger fish to fry in Week 18. Cowboys in the playoffs, still an outside chance they could win the division, but that was not likely going to happen. So Cowboys end up not playing Tony Pollard, resting him. And now you have a couple of big pieces that are missing from playing in a championship week. And it just adds on, Mike, to the problems we talked about earlier in the season on this podcast. The Week 14 buys, how the NFL has played out. Like, There's got to be a better way. And I think that the NFL has got to figure out a way to make sure that fantasy football players, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but that fantasy football players aren't as affected as much because this is what keeps people interested throughout the year.
6: Well, and that's it. As you get into the final month of the season, we've talked about it a bunch. Uh you and I when doing shows together on Fox Sports Radio, uh low these many years together, is you know, you're trying to figure out how to make all of your teams, whether it's thirty in Major League Baseball, 32 here in the National Football League. The NBA is its whole other animal. The the NHL for people beyond base hockey fans. How do you get the casual folks involved? And one of the big things is that you got viable teams and star players in those final weeks of a season, either fighting for a playoff berth. In this case, it's fantasy football. It's gambling, as which we know and we've known forever. Those are the two big things that get this machine rolling and keep it moving. Right? So, when you have star players in Week 17, not Week 18, Week 17, uh, where you say, yeah, you know what? you're a little banged up in a normal circumstance you'd sit. You, you'd play through it but you know what we've got something to play in week 18 shut them down right the difference in philosophy mm-hmm. something uh, i discussed a little on the fox sports radio airwaves this week right between the raiders and and what they did with Derek carr which we'll get to in a minute and also looking at jacksonville versus tennessee and the way they both approached the inevitable clash for the AFC South title, right? You've got Doug Peterson saying, hey, this is what we do. It's the next game on the slate. We're building momentum, building a rhythm, building a culture. We keep pushing. Now, if on Sunday, all of a sudden, they do the Peyton Manning Queens wave, would I be shocked? No? No, not at all. You know what I mean? Like, they can say all they want, and they can prep and whatever behind the bubble. They might be running a whole completely secondary offense saying, "All right, after the first quarter, we'll evaluate Now, there's something to trying to conquer the demon of Trevor Lawrence versus – versus Lovey Smith and 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 what the Houston defense has been able to do. I get that to a degree, but that you're not playing for that. Like nobody cares about that. It's if you can get into the playoffs, I mean if you're Doug Peterson, how chest you know, chest out are you that you you wave over at Urban Meyer and say, Yeah, I fixed what you broke sure. in less than a year. So yeah, there, there's just so many permutations to it. And with the late bye weeks, the injuries, like we'll start running data on all of that and, and how it affected, but but wherever you can keep your your cities interested in the final final weeks of the season, you've got to try to figure that out. And right now, we've hit another snafu.
7: Yeah, you obviously don't want your star players injured. I completely understand <laughs> that. The problem is is the meaningless games aspect, right? And I know, like you and I have talked about divisional schedules and how we kind of loathe the last week of the season where it's all divisional games. Realistically, more than half of the NFL schedule is not going to matter in week 18. The problem becomes now when that starts leaking into week 17 and sure you get a you get a a, a makeup or a change in the plus minus because Tennessee and Jacksonville's game in week 18 will matter as opposed to week 17. There's just the point of now what do you do? Is there a way do you do something different with divisional games? Like do you make do you make the last two weeks divisional games? So where the Titans have already clinched uh the best division record? Do you make that so it's up in the air now since you're only playing six games? But then that goes to something that you and I talk about a lot is How divisional games are spread out, and as much as the NFL tries to make an even schedule by saying, you're going to play this team and you're going to play that team, it never is even because it all changes on when you play a team at a certain time of the year. Heck, when they're coming off of a road game and this and that, like there's just no way to make an even schedule. So I, I don't know what the NFL could do, but that may have to be a solution is putting these divisional games at the back end of the year?
6: Yeah, what's t- what's tough and something we I- hear in the fantasy podcast, and I know we talked about it um, here on I Want You Flex, but also across Fox Sports Radio when you and I were able to do some shows together, is when you set up the schedule and trying to figure out where those inequalities are, and and I get it, travel schedules, and you go into the big algorithm, and you know we've all seen the. Six-minute vignettes on every network of, well, this is what the scheduler is tasked with, and this is what he needs to do because you have to get teams in on Thursday nights and blah, blah, blah. You know, the Colts were going to stink regardless. I think we can stipulate to that, or they, they they might have been better, and I would have liked to have seen the thing ride out with Frank Reich as opposed to the disaster we've seen. These final weeks, but hey, it was a good experiment. Um, But through the the first seven weeks of the season, they'd already played five of their divisional games. Yeah, you have an injury, you know, of a guy that gets hurt in camp or in week two. Your entire division slate is done, except for you know week week eighteen against Houston. Really,
7: like that just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And and I know that there's a balance as well of. OK, is it, do you want it to be how your team is at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year? It's you, you can't get so finite. But to your point of they had one game to play and they have to wait for week 18 to play it, as opposed to, say, this Jaguars team who now is playing 33 percent of their divisional schedule in these final two weeks.
6: That's it. Right. Trying to figure out where the balance is, because we're also talking about competitive balance and you can't, you know, to some degree. I, th- I think if you had this conversation and, and you've made this a topic that everybody in our business, radio and television had to do, they would have been saying, well, ah, those teams aren't playing for anything in week 17 and 18 anyway. And I'm like, that, that's not the point, because mm-hmm. we know with the NFL Worst to first happens great with great regularity. Playoff teams slough off either through injury, age, free agency, etc. It's a league of turnover, and it's a league where they're trying to achieve parity, so... Anytime you know you dismiss any squad, as much as we may laugh at it, and history may repeat itself on on a regular basis, like those those human emotions are not supposed to factor in. It's like the old uh, polling system for college football, <laughs> right? Like yeah. we still have with the committees. Like there's still a human element, and their political and financial ties to different places, people, and things.
7: The thing that I the funny thing is number one. You bring up committees, and I've thought about this. And listen, if you're listening to this podcast, I am not going off the deep end. I am not. But my my point is, is if you had a committee like setting up the NFC playoff picture, are you having the Giants and Commanders in the playoff picture? No,
6: you're bringing in the, the You're finding any way to get the Packers.
7: Yes, in. absolutely, <laughs> a- absolutely. Which then, by the way, would make these games more interesting. You know, to, yeah, you know, to what you're saying, like. Yeah, like there's. I thought about that. Like, the, you know, does Green Bay have to beat Minnesota by 30? You know, like that sort <laughs> right, of thing. Right. Style yeah. points. Hey,
6: yeah. I'm old Bobby
7: Bowden. Look what I did. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, anyway, c- completely side note. The, the other thing I do want to say, and we'll get to Mike's rankings in a sec here, but I got a lot of heat when I did this show Thursday with Bucky Brooks of people saying, ah, you stupid fantasy players. Ah, you're all Dungeons and Dragons, which. All right, it's not a put down. It's whatever it is. Call us nerds. Call us whatever. It that's fine. doesn't, doesn't o- bother odds us. Odds are
6: you, you all have your vices. Correct. Maybe you go fire off uh, dollar bills at the club with the strobe lights <laughs> and the, the all-you-can-eat buffet that's been warmed over for hours at a time. And it's a family show, so we'll leave it there.
7: But the games that these, these people are trying to protect and saying that we're nerds, were they watching... Colts Chargers with five minutes left in the fourth quarter on Monday night because they love football. Or did they just go and change to another channel? Or did they just go to bed if they're living on the East we'll Coast? we go to
6: Sunday night football too. Yeah. That game was terrible. Yeah. I mean it ended up being a great finish, but it was unwatchable. Yeah. If you're not fully invested in fantasy gambling or you and I with the trying to be, you know, completists and critical eyes as radio hosts and analysts.
7: I had a guy text me that he won his fantasy game because he was up three and a half points, and the only guy that was uh, playing against him on Monday night was Chase McLaughlin. <laughs> so he was down three and a half, or up three and a half points, and McLaughlin kicked the field goal for three points, and that was it. Ooh. And how many times did we see you know, so my buddy ends up winning, but how many times did we see the Colts in the red zone? If they score a touchdown, guess what? It's the extra point. If they just decide to kick the field goal, this guy loses. So my my whole point of all this, and I know gamblers have watched forever, and fantasy football players are kind of new to all of this. But when you talk about ratings, when you talk about time-watching, realize the equity that's put in by these people, whether it be gamblers or fantasy football players. So don't poo-poo us when we're the ones who are sitting through 17 point dog games for something to be interested in just because maybe we're disappointed that somebody ran out of bounds. Sorry, Mike Tomlin. Or somebody's not playing on Thursday night football. Like, There's a reason why these emotions are there. And listen, we all know it's fantasy football. It's just a game. And we're all football fans. We get the big picture. But for people to dismiss the fantasy Stuff and be like, whatever. There's a lot more equity into this than most football fans have.
6: 100%. And it's the argument we've always had with uh, ex players until they realized A, how much money it was bringing them. Yep. And B, it became a way to and an entree into broadcasting. Yep. Right? I mean, look look at guys and God bless them. The undrafted free agent of all time, Austin Eckler. He's partnered with Yahoo already. Sure. Let's talk fantasy. Let's go. Right? They recognize the equity uh, there, the number of jerseys that get bought when you win someone a title, the charity aspect, which you know branches out to the larger community communal effect. Guys that put a percentage of their winnings and women that put a percentage of their winnings towards the favorite charity or or homegrown charity of the player that they thought helped them most. I mean, there, there's so much else in the social currency that goes to it. So those that try to dismiss it. Like it may not be your cup of tea. Uh, At this point in 2022 into 23, you're the outlier.
7: All right, Mike, let's get to the rankings. Now that we've got this all off of our chest, let's get to actual game stuff. Again, get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. Find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. No Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer, again, because Ryan's doing other stuff uh, and our times just couldn't cross, so I'll give you a survivor pick later on uh, in this show. But Mike's got the rankings. Let's start with the top five quarterbacks for Week 17, Mike, in the National Football League season.
6: Ah, some of your usual suspects and a guy that I hope to see great growth with. And, and maybe the Big Ten commissioner uh, will become the head of operations <laughs> for the Bears. Justin Fields going up against Detroit, rushing yards in the Dome, fast track. Let's get it on. Justin Herbert going up against the Rams, New Year's Day, SoFi Stadium. They have already clinched a playoff berth, uh, but Justin Herbert, a guy I think uh, at this point, he's getting all his complimentary pieces back on that offense and don't tell me there's not at least a, a little bit of uh, the hey let, let's let's put it on these guys a, a little battle bit of here. la yeah. yeah trying trying to get your your name in the sun and then like nationally we talk a lot about the chargers Here in L.A., eh, not so much. Uh, Number three, Patrick Mahomes going up against Denver. Uh, The chaos of the Denver Broncos this week. Uh, You finally had a couple of guys defend Russell Wilson. We'll get to him in a minute. So, you know, you got that going on. But uh, you've got a Kansas City team still rolling. They still have things to play for. And Mahomes has been steady as they go. Uh, Josh Allen... Why? Because Monday Night Football will be exciting viewing for everybody. It Mm. might be the end of the holiday run for you. Maybe you'll be traveling back, and hopefully the travel machine has been Will work better this weekend. I know, Dan. You you had uh, a lot of callers uh, to to give their angst out of their travel woes. You yes, know, Fox yes, Sports we Radio. Did. Yes. Some some great stuff there. Uh, and then finally, I mentioned him earlier, and I and I hope he plays because I enjoy watching him work, and I, I would love to see the chess match uh, and see him finally vanquish Lovey Smith and that Houston D. Uh, I'll take Trevor Lawrence as a top five quarterback. But as always, keep an eye on reports as we get towards game day for potential changes, injury updates, etc. because this week is going to be
7: weird. Yeah, you don't want to be T higgins by the Jacksonville right. Jaguars and thinking your guy's going to play and then him not being there. Alright, let's get to the running backs top five ball carriers for week 17.
6: Giants and Saquon Barkley getting going against Indianapolis Colts, another team that we've had a lot of fun with uh, talking about their coaching situation, all the injuries and quarterback problems, etc. Giants still battling and and not apologizing for where they're at. I like what Brian Dable has done Uh, and Saquon Barkley's been fantastic. Dalvin Cook going up against Green Bay. Uh, You know you can gash the middle of that field against them. So I expect a big day out of him. Austin Eckler, the aforementioned, going up against the Rams. Like, you might not love the run game if you've watched a lot of Chargers football. Maybe you haven't. But if you have, uh, they they don't run the ball very well, but he's got 100 catches on the year. So uh, look for more of that. Exactly. James Conner, I celebrate him. I I was right wrong i did not think he would come back with the effort that he had uh and even with all the chaos and arizona still putting up points putting up yardage and dominating in and around the paint uh so give me him against atlanta and finally i would like this is just life advice for 2023 dan find someone in your life that loves you and respects you and cares for you like bill belichick loves ramondre
7: stevenson mm, yes agreed
6: agreed Go down, go down. Nah, you fumbled. Ah, you know, they should have blown it dead. Like, in years past, he might have gone and and, and just beaten him up on the sideline like a seed <laughs> out of Goodfellas. Instead, it's like, nah, it's my guy. I love that guy. And he's been complimentary all year long. Good opportunity here against the Miami Dolphins.
7: Good opportunity. And again, as you said, the fumble problems and really didn't get anything done against the Bengals. No. Opportunity for the bounce back. Had the big game against the Raiders, but the only thing that we were talking about was his pitch to Jacoby Myers, and then we know what happened. Ooh, so, Hey,
6: yeah. but you know, at least Jacoby Myers stood up and just said, you know what, I tried to play hero ball. Yes, yes he, he did. did try, he didn't deflect it, didn't do it, and just said, nope, mine.
7: Let's get to the top five wide receivers. I don't think Jacoby Myers is here, but let's get to the top five pass catchers for the week.
6: No, here we go. We got Amon Ross, St. Brown, because I, I love him. Like like my he's like my favorite player. And he's a guy that holds grudges. He, the airing of the grievances. He mm-hmm. still has that list of wide receivers. Maybe he's got a tattooed on him at this point. Uh maybe that's what he did for the holiday. Jamar Chase going up against Buffalo, expect points in that game. Number three, Justin Jefferson going up against Green Bay. A little asterisk on that one. Uh, because the Packers are really interesting to me. Uh at, at this point in time, Jair Alexander and company. Uh, how about a little bit of Garrett Wilson? That's right. He and Mike White against oh, sorry, Dan, against your Seattle Seahawks. It's all right. Uh, so we'll we'll roll him up there as well and for number five you know we, we can play uh, just roll the dice a- along the way but I'm going to go with a price shot of Keenan Allen 10 catches in week 16 look for him to have another big day because I think Mike Williams and he'll be in the cold source uh, but I think he's going to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey
7: I wondered uh, if this was the breakout for Allen because it wasn't just four yard routes yeah, we saw some stuff downfield, and we saw the big play that well, it could have been a touchdown if he doesn't stand a, a step out of bounds, or at least. Close to it, so there was.
6: I thought there would have been a longer review of that. That seemed <laughs> that seemed to go pretty fast. I thought he was
7: out. I don't know. I I, I thought it was pretty clear, but okay. Yeah,
6: I, I, it's one of those. I keep waiting for the the white flakes of stuff to start flying sure. everywhere, and normally we at least get these subruder film of let's blow it up really close just to show you. But oh. that's fine. Oh man, still ten catches. I I can't I can't deride that, and I mean they're interesting, right? As we go forward, not to get too football-y again, uh, but with potentially Slater coming back to the O-line and Joey Bosa actually in practice and not just a the guy they keep showing on the sidelines, it's good.
7: Yeah, Bolts could be back. There they are, your top five wide receivers for Week 17. All right, let's get to the hot plays, the cold sores, and the ninjas. These are the guys. So at least for the hot plays, guys, you want to get in your lineup, but maybe didn't make Mike's top five. Who are your hot plays for Week 17?
6: Just outside, and he, he almost takes over for Trevor Lawrence. If I if I if he asked me again Sunday morning, he might. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. The door has opened, playing a little looser. Christian Watson. will keep an eye on him for Sunday, but. Spreading the ball around, run game, still sporadic at times, but the dump-offs uh, and, and the freewheeling opportunities are there. Daniel Jones going up against Indianapolis. Look, I'm looking for 60 yards and a touchdown on the ground. That's, sure. that's my hope there. Uh, Jared Goff against Chicago. Hey, it's at home. Which means he'll he'll put up uh, some points there. We we know the splits. Cam Akers against the Chargers. As much as I can love the offensive side of things, and the defense is starting to cinch up from a points allowed perspective. Akers should be able to chew us up some yardage. Uh, and he was a guy that, as we talked about Monday into Tuesday, the the waiver wire claims. I mean, he was still available in like a half a league's. So folks able to pick him up uh, with all the chaos here for Championship Week. David Montgomery going back to that Bears Detroit game look for a big role from him. You already mentioned T Higgins. We'll get we'll get him in here. Uh and then of course Jerry Judy uh, again, check your injury reports come Sunday morning, but looks like he's going to be able to go, so let's go there.
7: You like that positive reinforcement of Russell Wilson that Jerry Judy had or that sticking up for his teammates. So you put him in the hot plays thinking that Russ is going to uh, cook with him. Is that what well,
6: – I, I, I just think you can get one or two plays on the edge. We we saw uh, after a rough start and all the derision of Russ in that game against Kansas City, it had started to turn before he got hurt, right? Yes. So you, you, you saw some – and so this is a game where you might actually get to see some points. So Russell's one of those guys from a ninja perspective, uh, and maybe maybe some love. But for Judy, like this goes back to the larger conversation we've had with Russell Wilson all year. Like these are the first guys that have ever stood up for him. Yes, Jerry, Judy, and KJ Hamler suddenly raising their hand, going, "Hey, that's my guy." Now part of it is they know that they're all stuck together for as long as they're in Denver. Uh, So, you know, you stand up for your guy. But it it is a step forward, seeing as we've had radio silence or, you know, a town hall meeting where every former Seahawk has stepped up to the microphone like it's, you know, know, we're going to try to get a new stop sign or
7: (laughs) (laughs) fill a bottle. It did take him to week 17 to do it. No, that's right. But also, the Cortland Sutton standing and stomping his feet on the route against the Rams was not a good look. And I, 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 and I think that's where the Broncos wide receivers also are like, all right, enough's enough. So even though you have the offices and the parking space stuff, I don't think Cortland Sutton's look and then what happened on the sidelines. I think that's probably why we saw the players that did step up speak when they did.
6: Hey, we still got your back. Throw me the ball.
7: Let's it's get not bad. no, no, not at all. <laughs> Let's get to the cold source, the guys you don't want in your lineup, you don't want to touch for week seventeen.
6: Everybody kept waiting for some pixie dust to be sprinkled over Cleveland and Deshaun Watson. Forget about it. Washington's still playing for things. I may not necessarily understand, agree with their quarterback decision making, but hey, uh, they do what they do. Uh, it's interesting that Nick Chubb had to stand up, and you can almost hear the violence behind him. We got to play for each other, man. We got to play for each other. At the whatever, uh, Tom Brady, I'm torn on. Dan, I, I'd love your thoughts on this one against Carolina. I
7: am not a fan. It's not a, a tough fan matchup, right? Yes.
6: So it's like I, I have them on my cold sore list, but there's just that little two percent where I'm like, do that? Do they actually find something this week? Uh, it's one of the more fascinating games, but from a fantasy perspective, I don't know whether you're going anywhere near any of it. So <laughs> that you got that going for you.
7: Even even if you're sitting there, I mean, to see what the Panthers did, and no, as the Lions, but running the football, yeah. Could also, if the Panthers get that going, there may not be as many opportunities for Brady. To do Fair itself.
6: enough. I mean, we're starting to see the articles already. Will Sam Darnold be the guy in twenty three? Plenty of time to talk about that. All the Miami players. What do we? What do we do with those? I mean, we're playing them, but they're like back end ones, high twos, with with uh, Teddy two gloves out there.
7: I. You have to play Tyree Kill. Yes, uh, you have to play Jalen Waddell.
6: and then go back to the Raiders for a minute. What do you do with Devonte Adams? Back-end WR2 and yeah. Wish and Hope. Still got to play him, though. Yeah, I think he's still got to play him, thinking that um, Jared Stidham's been there. Obviously, McDaniels has had him uh, both in New England and here, that maybe there's there's something they can do. And if nothing else, they try to force-feed him to convince him that it could be okay yeah. if he stays. Sell, sell, sell. Are these guys
7: all on your cold sore list? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all there
6: with question marks next to them of like sure. how, how bad and how low can it go? Because certainly, look, if you're playing in Week 17, hopefully uh, you you really must have had one or two other guys that were superstars because uh, these guys didn't get yeah. it done, particularly Adams uh, along the way. Najee Harris going up against Baltimore, uh, you'll get some PPR love, but that's about it. We already mentioned the the Bucks, so Leonard Fournette uh, and. And uh, our guys, Mike We're Evans still. and company, okay, are, sure. are a bit tough. Uh, Amari Cooper going back, you know, a, a disappointment. A guy who probably wishes he still had a star on the side of his helmet, uh, And then, except for the money that he got. Uh, and then Mike Williams, one touchdown since week seven, week seven, one 100-yard game since week five, and probably a lot of Jalen Ramsey still up in his, his grill.
7: Those are the cold sores. Give us a couple of ninjas, some sneaky plays for the yeah,
6: week. Yeah, keep an eye. I, I know Jalen Hurts was back at practice. He doesn't go, though. He You got Gardner Minshew against New Orleans. Uh, Keep an eye on that one. Colt McCoy against Atlanta. Just because, you know, strange bedfellows, daily fantasy leagues, all of those fun things. Uh, Alexander Madison a little bit against Green Bay because they are so susceptible uh, to the run game working. Robinson going up against Cleveland uh, and what you got going there. Christian Kirk going up against Houston. Dobbs against Minnesota. And then the, the one guy I might look at as a WR3 in that Tampa Carolina game is Russell Gage. Whose target mm-hmm. count has been pretty high the last couple of weeks? The efficient has efficiency has been there, and with all the attention to the big studs on the outside, yeah, maybe he finds a little bit of love as well.
7: There they are: your hot plays, sores, and ninjas from Mike Harmon in Week Seventeen.
10: Old-school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
9: podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024.
5: Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: All right, now it's time for me to take the wheel. Even though it's for a short period of time, I give you one player to start and one player to bench. Mike, my one reason to start Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers Kind of falls in line to Christian Watson's situation with Green Bay. If there is no Watson, and I know you had Romeo Dobbs on your uh, ninja list, I think that there's more for Aaron Jones. And again, the calls to get the running backs active, uh, very, very big. A.J. Dillon uh, uh, knocked out last week. Uh, against the uh was it two weeks ago what well, I'm, I'm I'm mixed two weeks ago um you saw Jones end up picking up some of the workload there I think it works for Green Bay uh, against the Rams. so I'm saying Aaron Jones against the Vikings um I don't know how many people have came out and said just give the ball to the running backs. Just continue to do that. I know Dylan came back against the Dolphins. Sometimes the weeks end up uh, combining. But Aaron Jones, a start against Green Bay, basically because of the Christian Watson situation. No,
6: nah, I like it. I, th- I think there's opportunity to be had. Uh, I was a guy calling for those running backs to start the season. I also thought the the defense was going to be good.
7: Yeah, so, so did what I. What does that tell you? Uh, I'm going to stick with the running back position on you. Give you one reason to bench. J.K. Dobbins against the Steelers, and I don't know how good the Steelers are. I don't think that they're very good at all, and I know the conditions last week were not conducive to do anything, but the Raiders, who love to run the ball and have been able to run the ball with with uh, Josh Jacobs, were held in check. It's a Sunday night game. I'm just going to say, hold off on that. So I'm going to say, hold off on J.K. Dobbins against Pittsburgh.
6: I just like the fact that it got flexed in, and Mike Tomlin thought that was one of the greatest things ever. <laughs> It means we're doing something right. And the fact that they're still alive, like for the NFL, as much as we were talking about the schedule and problems and back and forth, whatever, the fact that mathematically and just spirit-wise the Steelers and Packers are alive, that's good for football.
7: Can I can I give you the real reason why I put J.K. Dobbins? Why is that? Because I don't want anybody to have to watch Steelers-Ravens no, on that's good. night. No, <laughs> that's
6: good. No, that's a fair, that's a fair point.
7: Th- that would be the reason. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, I,
6: Sunday I, night football, that is tough.
7: Yes, I, I was not excited to see that. I still would have rather have seen Rams-Chargers. Baker Mayfield 100%. returning? Yeah. So, like, geez.
6: Well, there's also another chance to sell, sell, sell the whole Justin Herbert. Yes. Right, as one of the budding stars in the league. With Pittsburgh, other than their history, the recent passing of Franco Harris uh, as part of that, what's there to sell For, on either side? Because Lamar is not playing. And and Harbaugh's getting shorter and shorter with his responses at practices mm-hmm. related to Lamar Jackson's availability. He actually, uh, on Thursday, replied with, I'm just coaching the guys that are here. At and as soon as you get, to, to, get, to, get that to that point, that. Yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> next level.
7: I'm going to give you a survivor pick because Bursch isn't here. My survivor pick this week, and they would probably be available, it is the Giants. I and, love it. And it's not... There's there's not tons of options. Listen, I, I know that you've probably used the Chiefs already. So you look at the Colts off of a short week. Do I think the Colts will come in a little bit better than they were a week ago against the Chargers? Yes, but it's just the point of the value of where the Giants are. So I would put the Giants in in that scenario. Jaguars are another popular pick, but to your point, Mike, about what Lovey Smith has been able to do, and honestly, I mean to, to do against Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, honestly. The Texans are playing good football as of late. Yeah. So, you know, it's a home game. They beat them earlier this year. It's the only reason I would shy away. There's not much there. Niners, obviously, you love that spot if uh, to go up against Jared Stidham if you still had them available. But uh, those are a couple of the survivor picks that I would recommend this week.
6: Yeah, I was really hoping more. You know, I, I love me some Davis Mills.
7: So sure. we'll see. All right, let's wrap this uh, baby up. Three point conversions. I'll, I'll quick give you mine. Points of Palooza. It's the most common one. It's Bears Lions. I, I mean, I, it's the highest over under that we've had this week. Fields is the top of your rankings for a reason. St. Brown is the top of your rankings for a reason. I am in lockstep with you there. Uh, this one hurts. This is really going to hurt, and this you can tell that I'm not biased. Good night, Seattle. I think Zonovan Knight, Bam Knight, back for the Jets with Mike White under center makes the Jets a better offense in that scenario. And you can run on the Seahawks teams that have been able to do so. I think you'll see the Jets do that in the Pacific Northwest. And finally, I, I just I, I ripped on the NFL this week on Fox Sports Radio. We ripped on the NFL at the start of this podcast. But thank you for giving us Bills Bengals on Monday Night Football. Absolutely, I am in a fantasy championship game, and I'm not talking about my fantasy team.
6: Yeah, you can do it. It's a fantasy podcast. People are kindred spirit here.
7: But I am in a game where I have Josh Allen and T. Higgins. And he has Joe Burrow and Stephon Diggs. Oh, fun time. Yes. So it all comes down to Monday night. And I'm like, that is so much fun to see what could play out. And I know that there are a lot of other people in that same situation. So kudos to the NFL for at least getting that right on their schedule.
6: Oh, that's fantastic stuff. All right. Um, Like Taylor Swift, it's exhausting rooting for the anti-hero but Aaron Rodgers Mm. brings home a championship for you with a big effort at home against Minnesota. Wow! Uh, Look, I've been the guy ranting on on Aaron. People hate me for it. Uh, Talking about scoring defense meaning more than yardage, but for fantasy purposes, yeah, I'll take the yardage that Minnesota's going to give me, Uh, as well as, you know, it's not like they're great. It's just more they're they're not last. There are other teams that give up more points than they do. It's one of my little... um, well, what peeves? do we call them? Pet peeves. Yes. Uh, along the way. Um, the Charger love, just trying to put a stamp on things. Staley needs to keep momentum going. Yes, the playoffs are great, but you still hear the whispers and, and their shadows of Sean Payton all over the place. So part two, uh, look for that offense to rev it up. And third, and this might be the most important one of them all, Dan, since it is New Year's Eve into New Year's Day, and we're talking about New Year's Day, where you're going to need to be looking for the injury notes and, and liners and whatever, second alarms, and maybe one fewer drink, maybe <laughs> a little earlier to bed. I'm just saying, like if you're in a fantasy title game, you got to be responsible here on so many yeah, other so levels. You didn't
7: work all season long to just blow it because you have a hangover didn't go to bed till 4.
6: Yeah, I mean unless, you know, you, you met the love of your life at that party then, you know, you make another choice, right? You decide which has more value to you. But for for all the hours and time scouring the wire and and playing these games you know you got to finish strong, which means uh, let's be smart and make sure we give ourselves more than ten minutes before the final uh, selection times to get roster moves done.
7: Perfect time to say it's been a great year with you, Mike, in twenty twenty two. So we transition to twenty twenty three. That'll be the next time that we talk to you. Another programming note is after next week. Next week will still be a two episode per week uh, week after that once the NFL regular season ends we go down to one episode per week and we'll be with you throughout the, uh, the all the way to the Super Bowl and even the week after as we put a bow on the season. We'll be looking ahead to the 2023 fantasy football season mm-hmm. also looking back at the high points of the past year. So those are all podcasts coming up in the near future but again next week we'll still do two uh, a week and then after that after the regular season ends we'll go down to one. So, Let's get it on. Yes absolutely. Getting ready for 2023. Big thanks to Ryan Bersinger again he's not here, but it's putting everything together. Get him on Twitter at Ryan Bersinger. Get Mike Carmen on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm Dan Bayer. We'll talk to you next time in 2023 on I Want Your Flex.